Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you and appreciate you coming on uh, or listening in here this morning as uh, we have a lot to get to. <laughs> uh, BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will start talking college football at the bottom of the hour with Bill Bender who covers college football um, for the Sporting News. He's up at 11.30. Dave Sinekin uh, writes on the Green Bay Packers at zonecoverage.com. He was scheduled to join us prior to the Monday nighter last night, but obviously the conversation in all likelihood will take some twists and turns that we didn't necessarily uh, plan on going down, but Dave Sinekin will join us at 11.50, and then our final guest uh, kicks off our number two. It's Matt Snyder, who will join Trent and I to talk about baseball, MLB, variety as of Tuesdays and Wednesdays back to baseball and looking forward to that uh, Cubs for those of you who were so inclined to bet the over ticket last night you cashed 77 and a half was the number they won their 78th contest last night so way to go ourselves included yes yes we were we had that we did have that but boy money's tied up for so long for essentially even money you know, anyways. But if you're winning. If you're winning, I guess. But um, And just more money you can lose during football season. Precisely. With all those New York Jets futures tickets that oh. so many people have. How about fantasy drafts with Rodgers and Wilson and the skill guys that they thought, man, they're just going to have a breakout year for all of them. Trent, it's unbelievable what, what we witnessed last night. And I say it as a sports fan. The NFL is better when Aaron Rodgers is in it. Sure. It's just better. Um, and it's just so, I mean, like, I'd hate to be a Jets fan here this morning. Just, you know, the, the hype, the buildup, it's finally, we finally got our quarterback. It's been so long. We have to take a back seat to anybody. And then four plays into his New York Jets tenure. Uh, he had still yet to complete a pass, and he tears his Achilles on, I mean, kind of an innocuous right, play, yeah. right? It wasn't one where, oh, yeah, you can see that. But then when they they showed the camera angle from behind and they zoomed in, and you can kind of see the tendon. We've I mean, we've talked about this before with similar injuries. The tendon rolling up his calf. Absolutely. Oh my God! That this I mean the the way it started with Rogers running out onto the field. Of course, nine eleven not lost on anybody. Um, Rogers runs out onto the field carrying the American flag, and here we go. What a season it's going to be. And then to have this, just it's sports, it's the ultimate reality show, and no one saw this twist coming. Could not have scripted it. It was a season that was obviously dominated by hard knocks. Yeah. And I think more and more people, you know what, even myself as a Bears fan. Changed your opinion, didn't you? Well, no. I, I, a little, I, I mean, he's easier to I've watch. never hated Aaron Rodgers, though. I've never but, been. But there's certainly a lot that have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And my vitriol, my sports hate. Has definitely simmered throughout the years. Sure, it's what age does to you. Yeah, it's just the reality, right? right. Now there's still a couple of wackos out there that's still well, the in their 40s that, and 50s and 60s. The and guy 70s. that flipping the bird on Monday night. Did you see that last night? The <laughs> right, Jets yeah, fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different being at the game, but I've never had that with Aaron Rodgers. Now my opinion has changed over the last three years more than what probably happened previous to that. He's just a good football player. Mm-hmm. He's an entertaining player mm-hmm. to watch and. 
I was rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I really was. I, I wanted to see this story be interesting. Be interesting because they're going to be on prime time a lot. Yeah. That's a part of it, too. It's funny, Trent. One of the first things I did was reacquaint myself with flex scheduling rules. Oh, okay, good. good. Because you know damn well that some of those... I mean, if it is the Zach Wilson show, yeah, and we'll get to that in a second, what show it should be and where they may turn. But, but finish your point. I'm sorry. No, it's just knowing what is still upon them. A just absolutely tortured fan base and mm-hmm. one of the you know, biggest professional teams that have had nothing. Right. I mean, just absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. Joe Namath was a long time ago. He was, Trent. I'm going to be an old man. I don't know yeah. Joe Namath. Yeah. I know him being on the Brady Bunch. That's uh-huh. how I know Joe Namath. Bill Parcells took a Jets team into Denver in an mm-hmm. AFC championship. Didn't go their way. Um, there's been a few blips. There's been, but, there's, but there hasn't been a lot of payoff. No, not at all. And they had the opportunity. They with did. A great defense, yep. an incredible wide receiver, Yep. two stud running backs. Yep. It was all coming together. How about Brees Hall last night, by the way? Yes. I mean, Wilson, instead of putting your arms up in the air and cheering for Brees Hall, who's clearly you know, sucking wind at that point, how about you make a block? <laughs> instead of throwing your arms up like in celebration, you know, get in front of the dude that's chasing him and put your body between him and, and let him get the payoff. But, yeah, Brees Hall, two runs, what, 110 yards yeah. in his first two, 82 and 26 or something. My God. Um, but, How did they get Delvin Cook? I mean, I understand. Yeah. Brees Hall's coming off the ACL. Mm-hmm. I get that, but mm-hmm. they need him. Now, I'm going to guess they wish they had a little more wiggle room right now. True, because what are they going to do? So what are they going to do? Who? You mean, I, I think they stand pat. But they don't have a – the backup is Tim Doyle. That's the only – is it Boyle oh. or Doyle? Doyle, is it? Whatever his name is. Tim mm-hmm. something. Never plays. Timmy D or Timmy B? Yeah, it's either – it's uh, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. And he didn't dress last night. They only dressed two quarterbacks. Right. And they said if there's an emergency, Randall Cobb would be the guy that'd yeah, be coming right. in. I remember that part. Who played yep. a little bit of yep. quarterback at Kentucky, at Kentucky back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was going to be the emergency quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at, but to go out and make a trade for, I mean, who's the Tom Brady thing? Come on, Tom Brady's not going to. Is he? Do you? Don't you? You have to ask. Well, Tom Brady looks like he's lost thirty pounds. Yeah, true. You see him running out there in the Patriots game. I did. It looked like he was running out about a buck fifty. <laughs> the hair was flowing. He was looking great there. He's is the he best a looking game- guy in the world. Well, is, is he a game shape, though? I don't know. He didn't look it. No. He definitely did not look but it. But I think you make that call. I mean, I'm not saying you get him in there for Sunday's game. <laughs> sure. Right. Um, this well, is going to be a ramp-up period. But um, And you stole one last night. So you did. That's a good point. You're kind of playing with house money, yes. and you can afford to yep. bring player X, not just Brady, but anybody. Jameis Winston? Is Jameis better than Zach Wilson? I mean, he had Ryan that, Tannehill. Yuck! Did you watch I, him? He, he was, was terrible. He's brutal. No, I, um, I would take Zach Wilson over him right now. I take the unknown of Zach Wilson with this revamped team as opposed to him. No, no. Thanks. All right. Uh, fast forward to Friday morning. What did we watch on Thursday night? What did we watch? Oh, oh Eagles. Vikings. And what's the record of those Vikings? They're 0-2. Mm-hmm. Oh, rebuild with Kirk Cousins? Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz? He's one of the guys on I'm guessing they'll be probably be on some lists. Can I interest well, go you? Go back to Kirk Cousins for a second. Crazy? <laughs> yeah, crazy. It's not happening. Too early in the year to yeah, say yeah. we you know we we can't contend. In a division that is Lions are two and zero at that point. You're staring at 0-2? No. Not happening. Okay. Here is the first round pick the Jets still own because the the Packers aren't going to claim it. 
because he will not play 65% of the games, of the snaps, rather. This from offshore. Okay. Oh, they've got odds for the next QB? This is good. Who will be the next quarterback the Jets sign or trade for? So has is there anybody that is a shorter price that we haven't discussed? Many. Really? Four of them. Okay. Uh, hopefully Russell Wilson's one of them. I don't think he is. He's down the list a little bit further. Um, 75 to 1 you can get if they uh, go out and get Russell uh, so, good in the first half. In the first half, yeah. First half he did. It wasn't they, bad. they do play two halves still, though. Uh, apparently they did because uh, the Broncos came up in the short uh-huh. end of the stick. Um, and these guys are all still in the league? Uh, for the most part. For the most part. There's a few, yeah, I, I believe guys that are on the street right now still looking for work. Mitch Trubisky. Mitchell is not on the list. He's not on the list. Not on the list. Um, this guy won a Super Bowl. This guy At, won a, Joe Flacco. As a starting quarterback. Flacco, no. Flacco's down there. He's 40-1. to 1. Okay. Uh, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. This guy won a Super Bowl. And yep. what's his price? 3-1. to one. As a starting quarterback? He was. That's not Car- that, um, 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 Folk? Uh, Foles. Foles, rather? Nick Foles? Nick Foles. Yeah. 3-1, to one, the betting okay. favorite. Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy. After being Cardinals cut. Cardinals cut him, yeah. That would be one. Yeah. Okay. I would be fine with that. Taysom Hill, 5-1. to one. If you're going to go get Taysom Hill, don't you don't you grab Winston before you grab Taysom Hill? Or is Taysom Hill your backup slash H-back slash whatever else that he does? And you develop your offense that way. Mm-hmm. Davis Mills is the fourth choice. Then Carson Wentz. Uh, you know what? Davis Mills wasn't awful last year he in wasn't. Houston. I don't think he, yeah. I, I think he, that's wasn't, he wasn't awful. The one that intrigues me the most, there's Jameis. He's down to 22 to 1. Behind Tom Brady, that's 20 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariota, 18 to 1. Jacoby Bursett. Case Keenum? Case Keenum. Case Keenum's got to be 45 years old. He's still in the league, I'm pretty sure. Really? I think. Matt Ryan out of the booth? What's more realistic well, out of the booth? Bad, uh... Brady or Ryan? Mm. Yeah. I think it's Ryan. Mm. Like I said, Brady looks frail. Yeah. Looks tiny. Mm-hmm. And your long shot, Tim Tebow, 150 to 1. <laughs> Tim Tebow. Jesus. Oh, my God, Jets fans. <coughs> um, Mike Greenberg, big bash, throwing a big celebratory party last night. <laughs> Four plays. Four plays. Oh, you can't make it up. The other part of that game that... Bears mentioning. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on with Josh Allen? Yeah, I'm. I don't disagree with what you're saying or the question that you're bringing up. What he a he's trying. He's going to get himself killed. Yeah, the diving over players mm-hmm. is. Um, I mean, enough's enough. Right. Uh, and and if you're the Buffalo Bills, you hold your breath every time he does because you're not going to win if he's not there. But some of his decisions. Yeah, bad. Yes, downfield throwing awful. Uh huh. Well, at one point he was 0 for 3 with two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Throws 20 yards down the field. He's got a stud. He's got speed with yeah. Gabe Javis. I mean, he's got yeah. one of the most talented guys still in the league in Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. A running game that looked better. No, way better. I thought they ran the ball effectively last night. And Cook was good. They just, he's bad. Mm-hmm. I, I chalked it up a year ago. So when we talked about two good tight ends, Knox and mm-hmm. Kincaid. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, yeah. And Kincaid's, I think, yeah. got a bright future. Yeah. When we talked about the Bills, I was of the belief. We knew that Josh Allen was really banged up last year. Mm -hmm. Coupled with DeMar Hamlin and that situation. Mm -hmm. And that was, I guess, the excuse for that pitiful performance against Cincinnati in the playoffs. That's that's what I threw out there. And I bought in. 
maybe it's just Josh Allen. Awful early on. Yeah. Had the great year. Maybe that was the outlier. That great season. He's not an MVP. He's good. He's talented. Mm-hmm. He can make plays. Mm-hmm. But he's more a top 10 quarterback, it's, not a top 5 You know what? It's not unfair to put that out, Trent. I, I, I see where you're going. I do. Because I was of the opinion that he is. But the more you watch him... Um, you, you wonder. You know, I watched last night very closely. Well, it was hard not to notice Micah Hyde. I mean, he was everywhere. Yeah. What a player he is. Yes. What a player. And Hamlin didn't dress last night. He did didn't. He? No, didn't. They showed him once on the sidelines. Yeah, that's right. He's kind of crouching down Yep. Uh, in a catcher's position. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Milano is a, is a star. I love the kid. Um, they can get after the quarterback. Russo got to... Um, uh, he, he got to um, Zach a couple of times. Oh, my God. Just it feels so awful for him. So if you could redo it again. Yeah. Overreaction, it, AFC East. Oh. The Patriots let one slip away. No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you. Who I the, One of the most impressive teams I watched all weekend was Miami. Yeah. Now, what is the price? Oh, it's short now. It's got to be right. really short. In fact, let me see if I can find if they have updated Sean the Roberts just sent me a text. You know what the uh, Jets are this morning? To win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl. 100 to 1. 65. 65 to 1, yeah. And then what were they before the game? Were they like double? Were they 10 to 1? Yeah, probably 9, 12, 8, 12, something yeah. in that range? That's what I'd anticipate, yes. Yeah, yeah, the like fish got to be a really short price. Really short price. All right. Let's see. NFL odds here. Let's see if they got them up and I, You know what, Trent? I bet they're single digits. Well, I'm looking, I, I was looking first at division, but yeah, I can find, let's see, futures. You want to do Super Bowl first? Yeah, give me the Super Bowl because I bet now I, what, what, with what happened to the Jets, the Dolphins have to take some of that slack, I would think. To win the title, the Bills are still 11-1. to The Dolphins are now 15-1. to They were, what, That's still 25 a really good to 28 price. range? No, I'm going to get some of that during the break. Well, you are. Oh, I think okay. So. You're going to jump aboard. The Jets are 60-1 to at DraftKings. Okay. Uh, so that's what you have. So... What I was interested is what this division looks like now. Well, if the Super Bowl is an indicator, the Bills are still favored. The Pats probably third choice, and the Jets way down there in fourth. Miami is now the betting favorite at DraftKings, yeah. plus one thirty-five. Okay. Bills still right behind them, plus one forty-five. The Jets are now six to one, and he can still get New England at nine to one. Did you? I know the Broncos. Were yeah, playing. no, I didn't. But I, but I heard from a lot of people and read a lot of people that I respect that cover the game. They thought that the Patriots are the best team on the field. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. As I disgustingly flipped away from my stupid Bears, so sick of watching that stupid organization garbage. <laughs> yeah, and I watched a ton of that game. And they got down early. They had the pick six. It, it was ugly. And they, for three quarters. We're the better football team. And it wasn't close. Mm-hmm. That Eagles offense that at times was unstoppable a year mm-hmm. ago. Three and out after three and really? out. Really? After three and out. So what were they missing? Nothing. Because everybody's was the there. New England, this is what I tried to tell you. The New England defense is good. They can rush the pass. They got dudes all over the place. And they are now competent offensively. At 9-1, to one, that's what I got them in the preseason. And But you're we, betting Mac Jones. You're aware that's of that. Fine. Okay. Now, I, I believe Miami's going to win this division. Yeah, I do too. But at that price, that price is wrong. Yeah. You, at 9-1, to one, mm-hmm. you play the season out nine times and they only win it once, I don't think that's right. I think they win it two. Dolphins probably win it three. The other three for, what, Buffalo? Yeah. Something like that. Probably. I, I just don't see it. I think the odds are out of whack there. And what I saw Sunday did not change my opinion at all. And I went three and two in Circa Millions, one of my losses. 
I had the Patriots plus four. And you are on the scrap heap of Survivor 2020. It's over. <laughs> Did you feel like you got your $1,000 money? No. <laughs> and, it, and to do it with stupid Kirk Cousins. and that's uh, You know, I, I am so sick of all the organizations, both that my wife roots for and for the one that I root for, Vikings and Bears. What a just absolute, just terrible football yeah. Year after year, it's the same things, and you come back for more, mm-hmm. and it just you get served up the same so crap platter. The NFL every single does year. to you, Trent. Oh man! Well, you got some Super Bowls that you got to watch. Three, yeah. I, I mean, was, I watched more than three, but I came out on the right side on three. Well, I was five uh-huh. when I saw eighty-five. Yep, and I've seen one other. I'm forty-three years old. Right. Now, Vikings fans of my age have never seen one. That game, the one, the, the loss was in the rain in Miami or Tampa yeah. Bay? Miami, Miami right? Yeah, yeah. against Colts. Yeah. Had the lead. They did. Short-lived. Mm-hmm. Devin Hester with the return. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We'll get into the NFL a little bit deeper. Yeah, look, I'm, in, I'm. who's the most impressive team you saw this weekend? I'm with you, Miami. They're definitely way up there. How about Dallas? That game was weird, though. How about the did, Niners? Yes. They're way up there. Uh-huh. That was my other loss in millions this week as I went 3-2 and two, as I had Pittsburgh. And right away, Brock Purdy, the way that he played, how good he looked delivering the football, uh-huh. the velocity was back. Uh-huh. That remained the question. And then a guy that never had a strong arm, improved on it, but then he had rotator cuff surgery. Well, <laughs> yeah. where's the velocity going to be? It's, it's not an unfair question. And how many stories did we read during late July into August about the interceptions from Brock Purdy in camp. Awful practice. Purdy yes, looked yeah, awful. And yeah. Purdy's best practice of the week, but the bar wasn't set real high. He's heard it all the time. And they trade Trey Lance. What mm-hmm. are they doing? Is yep. it, we're not even sure Purdy's going to be ready. Mm-hmm. They look pretty good. Yeah, On the say. road, early window, normally a place that West Coast teams go to die, yep. and they jump out 17 nothing. Right. Yeah, that team is a lot. Yeah, I watched a lot of that game. watched a lot of that football game on Sunday. Uh, Purdy was terrific. Purdy was terrific. The Jets are loaded, except the quarterback position. <laughs> loaded. That's why they have to do something. I, I truly believe they're going to try and do something. I don't know if it's going to be any better than Zach Wilson. Did we ever figure out what Tim's last name is? Is it Boyle or Doyle? <laughs> no, we did. I think it's Doyle. I don't know. I know he's. Uh, it's Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Here's his. Here's his story. He's his fifth year man out of Eastern Kentucky. Uh huh. Uh, when was the last time he threw a pass in the league? Last year, he was, he was with your Bears last year, Trent. Oh, okay. He threw two passes. One of them was complete for eight yards. Not bad. Uh, prior to that, he was with the Packers. He's thrown uh, he's thrown 106 passes in his career. All right. Yeah. 66 out of 106. That's the guy. Yep. Three touchdowns, eight interceptions. Well, it's definitely Tim Boyle. That's who you want running your backup with Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. Has Zach Wilson got anything left after the tutelage that he got from Aaron Rodgers? Well, here's the thing. Um, I think this, I think August helped him immensely mm-hmm. because of the what you just mentioned, the tutelage. Uh, quarterback Rodgers is now Coach Rodgers, uh, so he will try and help him every, every possible way you, you, you would think that he can to try and get him ready for the week-after-week grind. I don't know. And the NFL has to be sick. I mean, they 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 maxed out on Aaron Rodgers. Well, okay, the Jets. But let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, prime time. Uh, who's got the uh, Who's got the Cowboys Jets game this week? 
Is that is that a CBS or is that a Fox? Well, I'm going to guess, is that a late afternoon window it game? It has to be. It is, yeah. That's 325 on CBS. That'll be the national window this week. Yeah. So are you still sending, you still sending Nance and Romo to that? Well, well, your other options are Washington at Denver. Yuck sandwich. Mm-hmm. Or that's it. There's two other late games, but they're both Fox games. It's the 49ers at the Rams and the Giants at the Cardinals. So those are your decisions. You're going Jets, Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, it's still a you story. Are. You are. Yeah. Um, and it's the Cowboys. Do you try to get out of week four, the Jets hosting the Chiefs? What's that You one know what? It's too early. You can't flex then. Yeah, you, you said you looked at the flex uh, rules. So fi- starts- remind our listeners okay. and, and myself. <laughs> right, I had to do the same thing. So Sunday night football, you can flex twice between weeks 5 and 10. And then after that, it's at the NFL's discretion. Monday night between weeks 12 and 17, you can flex twice at the NFL's discretion. Okay. Thursday night football, twice between weeks 13 and 17. So basically... Sunday night you can get out, but you can't get out before week five. Ugh, what a disaster. So this is the primetime schedule for the Jets. Week nine, they host the Chargers for Monday night football. Um, week nine, they're, they're stuck. They're stuck. Okay. Stuck, yep. Week 10, they then Sunday night football at the Raiders. Bye-bye. That's done. Done. Week 12, this is a Thursday game on Amazon. That's the last one you can't on Thursday. But that is the Black Friday game. Oh, that's the standalone. There's no flexing out of that. College football it is. Week 17, it is the final Amazon Prime game of the year, I believe. It is the Jets at Cleveland. Bye-bye. Now, the Browns might be playing for playoff positioning. If you can't find something better, you stay with it. But a lot of prime time, a lot of Zach Wilson. (laughs) That's not what they signed for, Trent. No. Uh, this just in. They did not sign up to have the Zach Wilson show in prime time. Anyways, uh, we're going to uh, talk college football with our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News coming up. He'll join us here uh, in about five minutes. Look forward to talking to Bill. Dave Sinekin covers the Packers for ZoneCoverage.com. Uh, we'll pick uh, Dave's brain on what he saw. The reason we we're having him on is we wanted to recap the Bears uh, and the Packers from week one, in particular Jordan Love and his performance. Well, maybe you wanted to. Well, I did. Yeah, probably you did. You wanted to look forward. Um, <laughs> look forward to what? The next quarterback that's going to suck for the Bears? Oh, my God. Nate, real quick. Nate, uh, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing good. Just real quick on the if anybody's talked about it yet or not, but how cursed is this Mahomes and Rodgers matchup? This The State Farm quarterback oh, matchup. Yeah. Yes. This is like the fifth time yes, that they're supposed that to they're play supposed and to something's play. happened? Wow, that's crazy. That's wild. I, I never and thought when of you that, said, Yeah. It reminds me how many times, and we've seen both of them, right, be injured for this game. Yep, yeah. The one was uh, uh, Mahomes first. They got hurt. His knee at Jacksonville, so they didn't play. Then the next time, Rodgers was hurt, and then COVID, and then now, yeah. It's just, it's like, that, that, that's the hidden curse, right? There yeah. it is. That's just worse than the Madden curse. What's going to happen if those two ever play? <laughs> That's a great call, Nate. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you listening. Did you see Patrick Mahomes' tweet last night without the comma? No. Oh, I got to get in front of me. It's, uh, hate that man. Oh, instead of hate, hate that, that comma, comma man. man. <laughs> hate that man. Yeah. Well, 
There are a few Bears fans and Vikings probably fans that probably so, tweeted the same thing. Probably so, but I don't think Patrick Mahomes was going down. Probably not. Oh, man, the use of a comma. What a difference it can make. Yes. We'll take our time out, come back. We'll uh, switch gears. We'll talk college football with our friend Bill Bender from the, the Sporting News, DaveSyndicanZoneCoverage.com. He'll be in here at about 11.50, get back to baseball. For you Cubs fans out there that bet the over prior to the season, you cashed last night as they rung up their 78th win of the season. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Matt Snyder on baseball at 12.05. Miller and Condon, it's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Washersystems.com. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller here until 1. Coming up in about oh, a little less than 20 minutes, Dave Sinekun, who covers the Packers, writes for the Packers at zonecoverage.com. He will join us on those Green Bay Packers. Uh, the uh, focus was going to be Jordan Love and how they looked in week number one, but I'm guessing that'll change a little bit. Uh, let's get to Bill Bender. He covers football, college and the NFL at the uh, Sporting News, and Bill joins us. Hello, Bill Bender. Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Bill? I can tell you about the Green Bay Packers. Hey, you're a, that's really your squad. That's exactly right. We're at, uh, that was exciting to watch Jordan Love, and it was sad to watch Aaron Rodgers yeah. get hurt. I mean, I, I just feel bad, and I'm not one of those spiteful, vengeful people that would root for someone to get hurt. So I feel bad for him and the Jets. But I, at the same time, very excited about what Jordan Love did on Sunday. Yeah, Trent feels the other way as a Bears fan. But <laughs> I was guessing you, well, you, know, you can figure that out. Uh, yeah, no, Love looked good. Love looked good. Um, Bill, who's uh, speaking of looking good, who's the, uh, the college team that you underestimated that so far has, I guess, exceeded your expectations? Who would that be? Well, we're not going to put Colorado in that because they're their own separate category, Good point. I would say. Yep. So I think Texas, through the first two weeks, has proven that they're playoff capable, that they were able to go down to Alabama and win, that you know, generally that whole Texas's back thing is meant as a derogatory slam on the program, and now when you say it, you can actually mean it. Um, They've got a really good football team with with the necessary four- and five-star talent to go out there and win. Bill, I saw that the odds for Alabama after the loss to Texas went all the way down to 33-1 to to win the national mm. championship. They obviously did not look good on Saturday night. What are your thoughts on this team? Is it a legacy, a program that has been built in a way we've never seen in recent college football history that is taking that step back, or do you have the belief, not just for this year, but maybe in the future, that they can get back to the level they once were? Well, I mean, there's, as a program, you still got to show up and play. I mean, they were winning heading into the fourth quarter. They just, Texas made the plays necessary to win. I think a couple separators for Alabama and the national championship contenders right now are quarterback. Um, playoff team, it's starting to turn into the NFL a little bit. The playoff caliber teams, have elite quarterbacks with the exception of Georgia, which has a roster that it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, two, yeah. right? The penalties didn't go away. That was the problem last year, and they reared back against Texas. Some, some really ill-timed penalties, some missed opportunities to score. Um, that's probably what eats Nick Saban the most, I'm guessing, is the lack of 
discipline and the number of penalties this team continues to pile up in big time games. Speaking of teams that we were used to seeing make uh, make an impact on any given season, Clemson is certainly one of them. Uh, Clemson has not looked like Clemson. Uh, we know that Dabo's very reluctant to get into the whole NIL thing. He hates it. Um, we There's going to come a point you would think that he's going to have to change his ways or the game is going to leave him behind. But as far as the Tigers this year of Clemson, your thoughts? Uh, they, you know, rough opener, but they'll get a chance to prove it next week against against Florida State, and and they did control the ball and control the clock on some level against Duke. It's not like Duke overwhelmed them. They just, the turnovers and field goals and those kind of things. Now, is Clemson kind of in that same boat as Alabama? Yeah. I mean, they need Cade Klubnick to be better. Um, Like I said, the best teams, the three most impressive teams to me to this point have been Notre Dame, Florida State, and Texas. In Texas last week, probably Notre Dame and Florida State in total, and even Washington. And what do those three schools have? They have quarterbacks that have been in the game for five and six years. Yeah, makes a difference, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, you mentioned Notre Dame. They got another tune-up this week with Central Michigan. We'll see if, well, they'll get a team with maybe some teeth against Ohio State. Who would you favor in that game right now, Bill? With what we've seen out of the Buckeyes, their struggles at the quarterback position, their struggles at the offensive line at the tackle spot. Who do you favor right now, Ohio State, Notre Dame? You know, Ohio State will be a favorite, but it's going to be a short favorite unless they come out and blow out Western Kentucky this weekend. I mean, they still have the talent. I, I think, and I met with my editor this morning, and this is kind of the way I phrased it, Trent, was this, they've played, this will be the sixth time they've played in my lifetime at 44 years old, and this is the first time where I feel like Notre Dame actually has a shot to win that game. Yeah. And I think that's the fairest way to put it. They yep. still got to go out and do it. Ohio State's won the last five by double digits. This will be the best game of the six. It's got a chance to be, no doubt about it. Uh, I want to ask you about the Pac-12. Colorado put them in a box and moved them to the side because they've been phenomenal. But that whole conference, Bill, uh, a conference that uh, is going out of business at the end of this year, they've been terrific, including the two schools that are going to be left behind. Penix is, is setting the bar incredibly high. We know what USC is doing. They were they played some defense last week, which I don't know if that said more about Stanford's offense or uh, the fact that maybe they are figuring out the defense defensive side of the ball uh, at, uh, at at uh, USC. Your thoughts on the Pac-12 and what they've done uh, to leave a lasting impression, I guess, in their final year of existence. Well, it's been amazing. It's, it's been the left-behind bull is next week. The Pac-12 yes. this week yeah. is going to have – and I, you know, you guys know I, don't, I hate to do this, but if you look ahead to next week with Colorado and Oregon and Washington State and Oregon State, and, uh, you know, or UCLA, they, they all have games next week, and they're big games. So my hope is that the Pac-12 gets a playoff team because I'm going to sound like a broken record at this point because the quarterback play in that conference is second to none. Mm-hmm. It's, I was saying this last to my editor as well this morning. I said, an SEC quarterback matchup you're excited for. It's tough. Yeah. No, but in the SEC you can be like, I can't wait to see Shadur and Caleb or Cam Ward versus Michael Penix or Dante Moore versus DJU. I mean, they have the quarterback. Rising and when I, he gets back. Rising. They, I, Bo Nix. I mean, yes. they're loaded. Now, in the Big Ten, I would say the only one where I'm like, i got to circle that one 
is, is Drew Aller versus McCarthy. McCarthy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So to me, that's that's kind of the NFL feel to it. I always tell people you watch NFL games, teams, but you live the NFL games and the playoff games come down to like Burrow Mahomes moments. And we're going to get that in the Pac-12, certainly not a bunch the of SEC. Times. Speaking of the SEC, they're three and six now against power conferences. And does it get annoying us in Big Ten, Big Twelve territory that they're the best every single year? Yeah, and they beat their <laughs> chest. But are they actually going to look at this year? This year alone, it's not about reputation. It's supposed to be, and we talk about probably two teams from the SEC are going to get into the final year of the four-team playoff. Is this? Three and six record, and if it continues this path, is it actually going to be used against the SEC this year? Yeah, they're not getting two teams this year. I, I think I that's think so either. Yeah, because when you have LSU, A and M, and Alabama lose, I mean that side of the division less compelling unless mm-hmm. Old Miss goes on a run. I think Georgia's still until they lose, until I mean until they play somebody. <laughs> Let's start there. They got to play somebody first, and and there is a scenario as scary as this sounds, and. Holy cow, this could happen. Uh, he doesn't have a playoff team. You know, what if Georgia loses and Florida State, Texas, one of those Big Ten schools, and USC go undefeated? Wouldn't that be something? Uh, USC, Utah, USC, Oregon still have, Might the Pac-12 be that? I mean, it's just a lot of, there's so many weeks ahead of us. Wish there were more. Uh, I could always have more, but, uh, fun to speculate already. But I'm with you, Bill. I think the SEC is at most, uh, going to get one and we shall remain to be seen. Who is the uh, group of five team that's got your attention so far? Well, I, I mean, I'm interested to see what Western Kentucky does at Ohio State this weekend. That's a solid program. I think Memphis has shown some improvement, but if we're talking about attention, I mean, classic, let down week for Texas, and they're playing a pretty good Wyoming team that was able to knock yeah. off Texas Tech. So their quarterback doesn't make a lot of mistakes either. So very interested to see that, and um, we'll go from there. But I don't, I don't, you know, Tulane played really well last weekend, despite not having Michael Pratt against Ole Miss. That was impressive, and had opportunities. And the final score did not indicate. Definitely how that game played out. Uh, one other game that I'm intrigued by this week, and it shines off a little bit after what we saw from Illinois Friday night, certainly in the first half against Kansas. Uh, hair on fire win against Toledo. Not sure if the right side even won on that one. Still Illinois. They got some dudes mm-hmm. up front on that defensive line. I think Altmeyer can make some plays for them. Penn State, maybe a look ahead with the whiteout looming against Iowa the week before. What do you think? Do you give Illinois any chance at all, or has Penn State just elevated themselves right now where those questionable losses maybe are a thing of the past? Yeah, I think Penn State separated themselves a little bit. I'd be more worried against them against Iowa and what Iowa brings and how Iowa can control the clock. And Trent, you've watched those games with Iowa where they're kind of <laughs> one player or two can make a difference. I actually think they're going to go the other way and doors off Illinois and kind of make that statement that their offense is impressive. It's balanced. Their defense does leak a little on the run defense, but if you get in a third and long against Penn state, you're in a little bit of trouble because they can get after the passer. Is there a, uh, a top 25 team bill that you've got an upset alert this week? I didn't pick any upsets this week and I haven't been able to pick good upsets all year so far. So I, um, no, because this week is awful. It is. Schedule. Yeah. This is what we have to do as writers is try to sell an awful week, and I don't have a good pitch. <laughs> um, 
I will just simply say, come back next week. Yeah, really. For the best week of the year, um, where we could have an Ohio State Notre Dame and Alabama and Clemson could both get a second loss. Tennessee Florida got a chance to be a good game. Should I yeah, hope. hope for Florida's yeah. sake? You know, fun fact: Tennessee hasn't won in the swamp in twenty years. Didn't realize which is that. Just crazy. So I think Florida will come out and play with some pride. Uh, Billy Napier under the gun a little bit mm-hmm. here, and they've got to control the style of play. Tennessee didn't look great against Austin P, but nope. they're that other SEC team that can get in the way, maybe give Georgia a run. But I haven't been, like, wowed by Tennessee yet. I know they can run the football, though, and that'll make a difference on the run. Bill Bender from the Sporting News talking college football. Bill, thanks for popping on. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Bill. Hey, you guys are the best. Thanks so much. Thank you, Bill Bender. From the Sporting News, talking a little college football. All right, we will uh, switch gears. Dave Sinekin uh, talks about the Packers with us on a weekly basis on coverage.com. He'll join us, uh, recap, uh, look back, look forward, um, and then pick his brain on what he saw last night. So the Packers now get the second-round pick of the Jets. First, if it if was become a first-round pick, if we would have played 65% of the offensive plays. Well, we know that's not happening. He played okay. four. <laughs> not 4%, four plays. Um, so I think they they get the second pick overall. Their second-round uh, second round pick. pick. Yeah. We'll take a time out. Come back. Talk to uh, Dave Sinekin. Trent and I are with you until 1 o'clock. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Station 106.3 KXNO with you until 1 o'clock. Baseball conversation kicks off our number two right now. The Green Bay Packers, they are 1-0 behind their third quarterback in the last 30-something years. Mm. Jordan Love takes must the reins. Nice. Indeed, it must be nice. And it certainly was nice as they go into Soldier Field, and they still own it by the looks of things. Uh, there's just another landlord. Um, Dave Sinekin writes zone coverage. Uh, dot com and he joins the program. Uh, we'll get to we'll go back to the weekend in a second because I know you had to be giddy with the performance of your your team and of your quarterback. But man, football's better, Dave. I saw you tweet the precisely or somewhere along the same line. You're 100 percent right. It's better when Aaron Rodgers is playing. Um, it just is, and sadly, he's not going to be able to anymore this year. Yeah, I just uh, unloaded uh, my thoughts in, on a blog that should be posted at Zone Coverage soon because yeah, I just. So deflating, and obviously more so for Jets fans, who I can't even imagine what, what that evening was like from running out with the flag on 9-11 yeah. and then moments later to know it might all be over. It's just it's just so deflating as a football fan. You know, I, I immediately get trolled by people like, there goes your team's number one pick. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, can we be a human being? Can we just, like, step back and go, man, I love watching this league, and one of the reasons is the great personalities, the great all-time greats, and when you're deprived of, of a season of Aaron Rodgers with all the storylines that went with him playing yep. for the Jets, it's just so deflating. And I just, I hate it on so many levels. Just just a really disappointing end to week one. Yeah, the draft pick uh, in the grand scheme of things, that, that's not a, what it's about there. And Aaron Rodgers leaving, it, it was so different than Favre, where it was the will he, won't he, year after year after year. It felt a whole lot different as a whole. And individuals have different thoughts, but as a whole, how do you think Packer fans took that last night and, and what they thought of what they were hoping for from him this season? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was a small portion of any fan base that, you know, gives you the, you know, 
got what he had coming to him uh, you yeah. know, for being a wacko. And yeah. I wonder if he'll uh, use traditional medicine to get fixed. Now you hear from that fringe of the fan base, but no, I mean, for the vast majority of Packer fans, I mean, for 18 years, the first three as a villain, like how dare you be the guy to replace right. Favre sitting yeah. on the sidelines wearing a cap, to then overtaking him and, and just shockingly becoming an all-time great that was better than Favre. It's just he ultimately gave us a chance every single Sunday or Monday, whatever the Packers mm-hmm. played, to know that, A, we're going to see a level of play that you just don't see very often on your favorite team, and he gives you a chance to win no matter the circumstances, no matter the opponent because of the kind of player he is. And so for when he left Green Bay, I, I'd like to think the majority of Packer fans thought, you know, thanks for the – Thanks for the entertainment and the the pulse-pounding excitement you gave us week in, week out. Yeah, there were probably more playoff disappointments than um, excitement you know, and, and winning, but that's football, and uh, I wouldn't trade watching uh, the Packers for the last 15 years for anything. So I, the time was right, like it is for all-time greats, I think, in most teams, that you have to move on to the next era, and I think it had all kind of played out perfectly for Rodgers to go someplace that, needed him and man i was just really hoping to see what he might do as an nfl fan i wholeheartedly concur well the next era is here and it's jordan love and it began with a uh i mean it couldn't he couldn't ask for much more than what he provided three touchdowns no picks doing so without his his primary weapon at wide receiver and christian watson who couldn't play uh your thoughts on the coming out party if you will for jordan love yeah i mean i think we always have to step back and say, all right, it's the Bears, so let's not right. get too excited. All right, knock it but, off, Dave. <laughs> but the backdrop of, of where he was playing, right, on the road, yeah. oldest rival, a fan base that believes the torch has been passed finally. And just, you know, the opening the opening series after the defense gets a fourth down stop and, and Love gets to start in plus territory and his very first third down is a third and 13 and he rifles one into Romeo Dobbs in the middle of the field. And then his next third down is third and goal, and he rifles one into Romeo Dobbs for a touchdown. And as a Packer fan, you think, all right, well, that's the test I kind of wanted to see first. Like, how is he on third downs? How is he on, in the red zone? And then the very first drive, he passed that test. And then, you know, the rest of the half was really quiet. Aaron Jones didn't get on the field for some reason. The offense kind of stumbled. But that come out in the second half, and, and uh, Jones was featured, and Love got his confidence. And I think ultimately – we saw what I think we all hoped we would see. We saw poise, uh, a guy that's ready for this moment, that has his players' backs, that, that they all obviously are excited for what he might bring to this team. And just as a, as a football game, the dude converted eight out of ten third and fourth downs, had a perfect chance rating on third and fourth downs, and, and just made some big-time plays uh, when he needed to. And then let's not you know lose sight of, what it means to have a really good offensive line. He didn't get his uniform dirtied, and we saw what happened to him. in four plays. Rodgers was running for his life last night every time he dropped back. So that helps. The way Green Bay has constructed this team helps. But, man, Jordan Love on the road in that environment against Justin Fields head-to-head, uh, it, it was all the Packers fans could have hoped for. And did it without Christian Watson. What's the latest on his injury? It's a great point because Watson was out and Dobbs only played about half the snap. Mm-hmm. So the receiving core he's throwing to was a bunch of rookies and Samari Toure, who had played just a couple games last year. Um, the latest I heard from Watson is there's a chance he'll, he could play this week, 
Uh, we'll know more, obviously, as they get back on the field. But he certainly isn't ruling it out. Green Bay is always really careful with these things. Uh, Aaron Jones might also be in question because he left the game after scoring with a slight pull of his hamstring. He didn't think it was a bad one, but I'm sure he'll be on the injury report too. Uh, but th- I think that's what makes it even more remarkable as you're relying on guys like rookies Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed and Malik Heath and Tavius Swig, a bunch of rookies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he only had to throw for you know less than 200 yards and Green Bay cruised to a win. And he may need to throw more this coming Sunday in Atlanta. But knowing what he had to, to throw to and the lack of chemistry yet, obviously, among all these guys, I think it made the performance even more impressive. Uh, a couple of local guys, well, local played for local teams, obviously Van Ness and Anthony Johnson. I didn't see Johnson on the field. I saw Van Ness had a sack in the football game, but a Cyclone and a Hawkeye uh, both come out of college and uh, and make the Packers. Yeah, I don't know if Johnson played. He, I'm sure he was on special teams, but I, I haven't watched the game back yet. Uh, Van Ness, the, the sack was beautiful because it just showed what he might become. I mean, he chased down. Justin Fields, who was rolling to his right in space and made the open field sack. As Packer fans, we're used to seeing Jordan Love just juke somebody and, yeah. or sorry, Justin Fields just juke somebody and get a first down easily. And Matt Ness uh, made a very athletic play, and he was in on a number of pressures in the small package they gave him in his first game. So uh, arrow pointing up, a very nice debut. Again, a team that's not going to need him to play a ton right away with Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary returning and Second-year guy, J.J. Enigbari, looking like a guy who's coming, too. So he's not going to be force-fed. He's going to get a package of plays as the weeks go on, but the athleticism was undeniable. Your son is a student at Iowa State. Did he get his first experience of Cyhawk over the weekend? Uh, he did, man. He <laughs> he was texting me pictures from his tailgate party uh, early in the morning, yeah. uh, showing me the, the uh, remnants of the party already. He had a great time. And, Uh, Man, I wish I could have been there. It sounds like a real special week. Yeah, pretty good tailgating environment, no doubt. Dave, thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Dave Sinekin. My pleasure, guys. See ya. Yeah, we'll look for that piece at zonecoverage.com, zonecoverage.com. Hour two coming up next. Miller and Connor will start. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports, recovers Major League Baseball. Uh, We take you until one. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.